Welcome to Ole Miss Week. This is the third anniversary of JT Bowtie. Standing up your boys as a podcast guest, and yes, we're still bitter. If you're listening, Bowtie, show yourself. We want a piece of you. Once again, we're back to entertain you. This is Houndstooth Heroes, the podcast produced by Ian Petty. We're awful. You're awful. So let's just get through this together. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by the Druid City Brewing Company, coming off an impressive win against Texas A&M. Your tide travels to Ole Miss this weekend. Or not. Um, We could be in the middle of a hurricane. My second in two weeks. I'm not angry. You're angry. We'll get to that later. But right now, I need to introduce the man you know and love, Ellis Metz. Metzy, what's in your glass this evening? Oh, sweet Gregory. This is typically the part where I say, howdy, partner. It's great to be here. But in fact, it is not great to be here right now. Your boy is podcasting through the pain as I have recently taken up residence somewhere behind a dumpster at the Nissan Stadium COVID testing site. Uh, Week one's bets were tough. Week two's bets were improbably tougher. And in a narrow escape between the debt police on my right and multiple bookies muscle on my left, I slid down the trash chute, landed in a heap of trash that included a pumpkin beer someone had thrown out, so I guess to answer your question, I am drinking a pumpkin ale by Dogfish Head. And, you know, all things considered, it's delightful. But now you tell me, first and foremost, are you in a nice, warm place? And secondly, <laughs> what are you drinking? I am cozy as well. Never mind. I'm just cozy. And I am enjoying a Cuba Libre because I'm a fancy boy who enjoys <laughs> the liberating, liberation of Cuba. Um, it's a, you know, it's a Roman Coke with a lime. Uh, but anyway, you're right. First up, we have to talk about Mac Jones, who currently has the highest quarterback rating in the country, in the whole U.S. of A. Uh, Mac passed for a career high of 435 yards, four touchdowns, a pair of deep throws to John Mechie, an even longer one to your boy Jalen Waddell, and Alabama cruised past A&M 52-24 on Saturday. The score, however, is misleading in my opinion. Two touchdowns were entire flukes. First, Daniel Wright's dick trip, but he just didn't push the A&M guy out of bounds. And the deflected Mac Jones pass that was returned for a touchdown. So really, the score was 52 to 10, and I won't hear any arguments to the contrary. What stood out to you, my pal? Well, first and foremost, while we're talking about Mac, I got to say, I don't know that I'm sold. Or, or at least, maybe more accurately, I'm not buying him this high. You know, the TD pass to Mechie felt lucky to me. It wasn't a beautiful pass, and, and John Mechie kind of cradled it in his fingertips. Devontae Smith made a freakish athletic move to keep his his self in bounds in the back of the end zone. I think Mac is doing great. I think he has potential to be an exceptional game manager. Damn. But I think that I well, that's a that's not that's not a slap. Hocus is up. I just think there's a large percentage of the fan base right now that believes he is a playmaker, that believes he is a really special talent back there. And I'm not ready to count on that, count on him for that consistently, at least in the same way we saw it this week. I don't know, dude. The thing, I mean, a really exceptional game manager. I'm just like trying to think of like this, you know, it's, I brought him a really consistent, a consistent bevy of sixes. And that's kind of what you're saying to me. Uh, but I, I understand what you're saying because 
he has not faced like a fierce defense. Um, he, I think Georgia, the Georgia game will tell the tale. This week will not tell the tale. He has mm-hmm. not. I think I described A and M's defense last week as it's just a defense. It's nothing to write home about. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's a defense, and that kind of played out. So when he plays Georgia, they're probably the best defense in the country, and I'd like to see what he does with that. Best defense in the country. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think that's right. And, you know, he's he's surrounded by NFL players. I mean, he has just an arsenal that no one else in college football has. And so, I mean, part of me, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, maybe we could all look like world beaters if we had one particular certain playmaker on our team. Someone this show has been pushing as the one true Heisman <laughs> candidate for the year 2020. That's right. I'm talking about Jalen Waddle, y'all. Do the bit. Just do the bit. In this week's episode of Waddling to the New York Downtown Athletic Club, where they used to give out the Heisman, our protagonist put up another stellar weekend with five receptions, 142 yards, which included an 87-yard touchdown. A thing of beauty, I might add. That's right. Jalen Waddle's Heisman odds are now down to plus 1,600 making him a veritable lock, a stone-cold lock to bring home the trophy in uh, approximately 69 days, I think. Nice. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, that's what I got there. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Okay, are there any other receivers of note that you might want to talk about today? There, There are a few. Elsewhere in the passing game, sophomore John Mechie III, our favorite Ontarian since Brian Adams was really the star of the day uh, against Texas A&M. He totaled 223 yards, including two touchdowns on just seven catches. Showed a really nice connection with Mac, which did impress me and and please me. It pleased me, Greg. Uh, <laughs> but but most importantly, you know, I think that performance wasn't a surprise to your boys here who have been trying to get up in Mechie's Minchies for a long time, but it sent a message to coaches around the SEC. Is that a hashtag, Mechie's Minchies? It's probably not yet, but let's go ahead and declare it. Okay, yeah, fine. Well, I'll that. work with All it. All right. I'll work with our patent attorneys. We'll get that sorted mm-hmm. out. Uh, <laughs> sent a message to coaches across the SEC that they just can't build a defensive scheme around stopping the aforementioned Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. So I think that is huge. We'll get on that a little bit later. On the defensive side of the ball, I, in fact, was uplifted by watching our secondary. I think that is a unit Uplift, that we have wait, sort of... you were uplifted. That's, what, that's, yeah. that's the verb you chose. My spirits these days are not at a consistently sort of normal range. And yes, watching the young defensive backs on this tied team brought me up. Okay. Thank you. Um, no, I, I thought in spite of the, uh, aforementioned Dick trip, Daniel Wright looked, looked decent back there. Uh, I mean that the Dick trip we're talking about is the one where he didn't push the guy fully out of bounds. And I can only imagine what has happened to him in practice this week Uh as punishment for that. Uh, but Malachi Moore had a really strong showing and, you know, I think for me, at least speaking personally, and I want your opinion here, that was a unit that I had circled as probably the biggest weak point. And, and maybe that's just because of last year, it seemed to be the biggest weak point. Uh, but there were question marks there. There's a lot of youth, not a lot of experience. And I thought it answered some questions. Okay. 
Um, that was that was fair. That was fair. Um, while you were uplifted, I have concerns. I am mm-hmm. I am the Susan Collins of podcasting. Um, I have concerns, and that is the lack of a running game. I know that A&M's defense queued in on Najee Harris and sold out to stop the run, but 47 yards on the ground won't get it done against Georgia when they come to town. But it probably will be enough against next week's opponent when your tide travels to Oxford to take on the Rebel Black Bears. Um, I'm going to pivot to Ole Miss real quickly. They dropped their opener to Florida, but pulled out an overtime win last week against Kentucky and Lexington. Metsy, what can you tell me about my love, Lane Kiffin's offense? Well, like Lane Kiffin offenses of the past and my own BMs after a certain pork ramen meal here in town, it is explosive, Gregory. Oh, uh, Matt, Corral, <laughs> Matt Corral is the quarterback. We're, 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 uh, hold on. We're a defecation podcast now? It, you know, I'm just giving people what they want. You've what met our, our listener, Fred. Okay, Shout Fred. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Corral is the Rebel quarterback, and he has been outstanding so far this year. You know, Kiffin has him firing on all cylinders and has three main offensive weapons around him that the tide's going to have to figure out how to control. One is Elijah Moore. That's the dog pee guy. (laughs) Yeah. More prominently known as the dog pee guy. Right. uh, Okay. My question to to you is this, why would you not put on the back of your Jersey dog pee guy instead of Moore? Like what are the downsides of doing that? Well, interesting question, Gregory. And I got, you know, I don't think anybody really wants dog pee on their back. Or, or their front, I guess. You're right. Or their, no, true, true, fair. Is he really leading the country in receiving, Elijah Moore? In fact, Moore? he is leading the country in receiving. The dog pee guy. The dog pee guy. Wild. All right. Uh, another weapon on the Rebel Black Bear offense is Jerion Ely, who is a threat running, but actually has kind of made a name for himself catching passes so uh, be on the lookout for that. Something of a poor man's, well, and Oxford's uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire there. And the third is Matt Cor- Corral we running the ball. We don't. We don't. Know. I know. I was going to try to say it the same every time, but we don't that's know. impossible. No. Uh, Corral running the ball. He's rushed for 103 yards already this season. He's fast. And, and the other thing is he's not shy about taking a hit. So... I suspect the tide will pop him a few times, but look for him to jump right back up. Tell me about the defense, Gregory. Woo, son, they're a disaster. The Landsharks are next to last in all of college football in giving up the run. They are ranked summer 73 out of 74 teams. They're giving up 302 rushing yards a game. And from what I saw against Florida, they ain't DBU either. What I'm saying here is take the over. Or should you? As we mentioned, we could be in the middle of Hurricane Delta or Gamma. One or the other, maybe both. I don't know. I'm just exhausted with it all. As the weather looks now, it's scheduled to be slap over the middle of Mississippi Saturday morning. So I don't know how that plays out. We're not a weather podcast. We're not a weather podcast in spite of how much our beloved Coach Saban loves the Weather Channel. But we are a coaching storyline podcast. We are. I've long, I've long considered us that. And and Lane Gregory was talking this week. And so there's a couple points I want to bring up. Uh, it will not surprise you that Lane was, in fact, being Lane. But first and foremost, there's one that really sort of, uh, sort of, what did it, got a bee in my bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> that was, he said, uh, it was in response to, 
a question about John Mechie's game. We've talked about it. He was a star, but we knew that was the case. Nobody was surprised on our side about that. Uh, he said that Ole Miss had been playing for two playmaking wide receivers, and now they would have to factor in a third talking about John Mechie the third. And Gregory, I was offended. And I want to say that Slade Bolden did not cut his hair like Gary Dieter for this. <laughs> slanderous, slanderous. Anyhow, uh, this is, I believe, the first time we'll be on opposite sidelines from Lane Kiffin since the 2009 Rocky Block game, which was my favorite moment in Bryant Denny Stadium history. Gregory, do you have knowledge otherwise there? Does that sound right? That uh, eh, Probably, yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we, certainly call that. we certainly didn't play FAU, FIU, whatever the fuck it was. We, right, we, right. We, we, I don't know. But we didn't play well, that team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume this is our first Lane encounter. Okay, well, it will not surprise you, as I mentioned again. Lane, be in Lane. And I've just never known someone who can give a compliment and mean it more disrespectfully. He's a uh, master. He is a master. He's so good at, at it. the subtle troll. It's a, it's a skill I wish I had. And, and he, he just sort of mumbles it, and he looks handsome while he does it. Just, it's, did you see the suit? Did you see the uh, suit? No, actually, I didn't. The suit, when he got off that plane, it was majestic, Mr. Mutt. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a powder blue, sort of a plaid number, fit him like a dream. I got to tell you. I, 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 I felt a rustle down low, not going to lie. Meanwhile, you know, our coach, well, look, it, it was no salmon-colored Palm Beach blazer, I'll say that. No, But no. the man looked like perfection. <sighs> Breaking my heart all over again. I know. Well, anyhow, to compare these in contrast, Saban said this week, we always had a tremendous amount of respect for the things Lane did here, and he's doing a lot of the same things with some growth. Very nice. I mean, it implies some things, but that it's is very nice. That is respectful and delightful. Totally. And here are two lane quotes that I think take a different tone. The first one about players opting out due to COVID, which is a whole interesting other conversation. But he said, I don't know how Alabama did this. It's, you know, it's amazing. Coach did a great job of somehow keeping these guys happy and, you know, not feeling that they needed to get ready for the draft with all these first rounders. And so these guys around the country opting out, but none of the Alabama guys. So, Coach must have had a great plan. Damn, the shade. I know, I know. And then he said, this one is just maybe an interesting note. Well, all these people that say it's an advantage because I worked with him, um, you know, and so uh, I don't really understand that because um, he's 20-0 against coaches that worked for him. So if you working for him gives you an advantage, uh, that's <clears throat> you're not a very good gambler then, uh, you know, if that's what you say because 20-0 is a pretty strong record. And I just felt sort of targeted for that, oh, I guess. Speaking of not very good gamblers. Hey. Are we going to wager? Let's wager. Let's wager. We're going to look at the conference games this week. We will try our best not to steer you wrong. But Lord, if you trust us with your money, it is entirely on you. And I promise to share you a blanket at the shelter if we have a spare. Anyhow, without further ado, here are the hates, including... Your long-awaited hates of the week, the week, the week. All right, straight up. We're going to start with the cock. As one is prone to do when they travel to visit your doors in Nash Vegas. Uh, the cock is uh, giving the doors 12 points. Mr. Metz, who do you hate? I mean, I am so 
scared to, to hate anybody right now. I just have to say <laughs> my confidence is sub-zero. So I have I have lost a lot of money going against the doors this year. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ride a door here as opposed to riding a cock and right. hate hate the cock. Uh, go with Vandy here at home. How about yourself? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I know. Vandy is awful, but Will Muschamp could cannot coach his way out, out of the shitty blanket you're under right now. He is a disaster. This has got to be his last year. Having said that, I think 12 is a – 12 – it's it's 12 because it's going to be a 14-point game. I'm going to hate on the doors. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can't offer any – valuable insight into that game other than yeah i don't know Bell has already cost me yeah and honestly, All right, moving honestly right on. if you bet on that game you're you're a more of a degenerate than mets <laughs> he said it all right moving right along uh down in college station the uh anthony mullen florida gata are five and a half point faves taking on our very familiar Texas A&M weirdos. Who you hate, Gregory? Good Lord, I hate the weirdos. This, in fact, is my hate of the week. Hate of the week, of the week, of the week. Look, Florida is, if, if you put a one in front of that five and it was Florida 15 and a half, I'd still, I'd still take Florida. Um, A&M just didn't show me anything. Naturally, they're going to come out and play like gangbusters at home. But um, I still, this is... I still don't see any scenario where A&M comes close to Florida. I think this is a 17-point game at least. Uh, Florida's, Florida's not yet. I mean, I know they're ranked very high, but I, I've come around on them. I think they're everybody's bet as good probably as Georgia and Alabama. The difference is Dan Mullen is going to screw something up at some point, and they're going to lose. But I don't think this is the place we're going to do it. Eight of the week. Hating on the Aggie. What about you? Well, you you claimed hate of the week first, so I'll <laughs> I'll defer uh, fully with you though. I think Florida is is actually a I, a full ish team. Yeah, I think they've got a good defense and a really good offense or an offense that's clicking right now anyway. So completely with you, big time hating the erotic milkman. All right. Um, next up, speaking of, it's your Tennessee Vols. I have mm. not asked this season, how is your boy Fat Phil doing? Is he still in the neighborhood? Uh, you know, I haven't checked in with mom and dad, I assume. So we'll get listener Fred to chime in there. Right, exactly. I think, I, if, I, if I had to guess, I think he's sizing his fat fingers for a national championship ring. So what, that's probably a size 12 or something? My pick on this game is going to surprise you. Your Vols go to Athens to take on the Georgia Bulldogs, where the Bulldogs are giving the Vols 14 points. Who do you hate? Yeah, I am fascinated by this game. I have to say, it's probably the one I am looking forward to the most outside of ours. Uh, Tennessee has been sneakily good. And more importantly, I think they've learned how to win. Someone said that really since the Alabama game last season, after that, they've pieced it together. They have... I trust you've heard this, Gregory, the nation's longest winning streak. Yes, they do. do. Not the, yeah. the conference's longest. The conference's longest. Thank you. Um, yeah, they were eight games or something. Yeah, painful. But they right. have. I mean, for, for a decade, you could put a W in a Vol's hand and they would look at it, put it in their chair, and then sit on it as hard as they could. <laughs> uh, they have figured out what to do with that W now. They're closing out some games. I think they keep it close. I... 
I am very curious to see. You're big on the Georgia defense. I don't know that Georgia has it quite together yet, and I expect their C-string quarterback, G-string quarterback that they're throwing out there will struggle at some point, and maybe this is the game. I'm going to hate a bulldog here. All right. I... I changed my mind. I was also hating a bulldog, and I, I buy everything you said. And I'm, in fact, I'm starting to buy Jeremy Pruitt. Um, mm-hmm. That redneck fits in up there. And I, but at the same time, it's in Athens. I think the line's probably about right. Um, I think Tennessee does keep it close, but in the end, I think Georgia covers the 14, but barely hating on a vol. Hate none of all. Love that. All right. All right. Moving right along to another one we love to hate. Uh, down on the plains, Auburn will return home after getting the dog crap whooped out of them, as Gus might say, uh, where they are 16 and a half point faves against whoever's coaching Arkansas these days. Who you hate? This one is artificial, in my opinion. Auburn lost horribly. Arkansas pulled off a fluke against. Mike Leach's A&M, I'm a Mississippi State team. So somehow this this line got compressed. I think this line should be about 24. Based on that, I'm going to hate on a hog. They still, despite beating Mississippi State, are the worst team in the conference. And Auburn's not great, but they're a hell of a lot better than Arkansas. Uh, hating on a hog. What about you? Mm. I'm going to do it. You know what? I can't be any wronger than I have been the past two weeks. <laughs> I think I was I was fully sold on Auburn <laughs> among a long list of teams that I've been fully sold on this year that proved ugly. I was fully sold on Auburn until I saw what Georgia did against them. And I'm kind of buying into Arkansas. I think they've got a little momentum. They're adorable. Who knows? They've got a Felipe Franks. Did you know that? This is why you lose all your money and you're outside in a heap of trash. <laughs> it's cozy here and they like me. <laughs> They've got a Felipe Franks. I, I've watched his entire 20 years in the uh-huh. SEC. And so I'm going to, you know what? It's my hate of the week. I hate Auburn. Hate of the week, Gregory. Mark it down. Take it to the bank. Of the week. I don't even know I can do the echo. You sound so no. ridiculous right now. All right. Uh, Mississippi State, the Pirate, travels to Kentucky. Kentucky is a three-point favorite. Who are you hating? This is another tricky one. You did see the Kentucky player who celebrated too soon and then didn't I get did. in, right? Hilarious. Much like uh, us, we do a lot of things too soon. Can relate. I uh, <laughs> I don't know which team from last week that I was 100% bought in on. I need to ride with and which one I need to abandon. <laughs> I was 100% on Mississippi State last week. I'm going to ride them out a little longer. I mean, again, we, we said it. Leach is going to win some ridiculous games, lose some ridiculous games. It'll be wild, but I do think they'll put up too many points for Kentucky to hang with. I am going to hate a cat here. I'm going to hate a cat, too. I like like just like you said, you know, that Arkansas game is absolutely was to be expected. Uh, this is a game between two teams that are kind of evenly matched. And Leach is probably going to win those games. He's just going to hes going to make a fool of himself against a team he should just trounce. And that was last week. So I think they rebound. I think they cover it. Uh, I think they win the game outright. Hating on a cat. All right. I like that. I like the agreement. Feeling good. Next up, down in Baton Rouge. But it's not. Formerly scheduled in Baton Rouge. 
this game has been moved due to Hurricane Gamma or Delta, Epsilon, Omicron, etc. Uh, they have moved this game from Baton Rouge to Missouri, lovely Como, where the Bayou Bengals of Cocho are 20 and a half point faves against the other Bengals of uh, another guy we don't know. Who you hate, Gregory? I, after the Missouri game with us, I thought they were going to do okay. I thought, you know, they're not that bad. Um, we're just clearly superior to them. As it turns out, they are that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but LSU is also not very good. So I don't know. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I'm going to hate on LSU. They're just, they don't have much there. Everybody's gone. They either opted out, went to the NFL, and then they got to make this weird travel. I'm going to hate on LSU. I don't think, I don't think Missouri wins the game. But I think they cover the 20 and a half. What about yourself? I'm right there with you. I think Miles Brennan is not good yet. Oh, no, he's trash. Yeah, very bad. Reminds reminds one of an early career Joe Burrow. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they need they, they need to stick to, like, you know, bread pudding and stuff. Because, by the way, that is a real Brennan. That's, like, not just, like, his name. He's a Brennan of the Brennan. Stop. I know. He needs to go back to brunch. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, Brennan from royalty in the Louisiana food game, still trash on the football field. I think Missouri puts up a good fight. They won't win this game, but I think they keep it within three touchdowns anyway. So I too hate in Dakota. All right. Finally, your tide travels to Oxford, Mississippi, uh, where your tide is a 24 point favorite, Mr. Metz. Who do you hate? Gregory, something about this game and this line is rubbing me the wrong way. I don't know if it's the weird arrogance that Ole Miss fans have taken on uh, because of a couple of successes against Alabama. I don't know if it's the weird arrogance that teams get when Lane Kiffin is involved. Uh, I just, I think they have kind of some momentum going, even though they are just one and one, barely beat Kentucky. I, I'm a little worried. At the same time, you know, Alabama hasn't played our best ball, and I think that is a good thing because I think Saban has probably been tough in practice and staying on everybody, and hopefully some players are wanting to come out and prove themselves. But the line just feels a little too big for me. I think Mac probably looks more human than he has anyway. I, not bad, but probably has a human day. Uh, I think the defense gives up a couple of big plays. I am going to hate the tide against the line and say that we win this game 38 to 20. All right. How about that? I am right there with you on uh, hating on the tide. I think 24 is too many. I think if we have a game at all, but I truly believe this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think Mac's going to do his thing against that trash defense. I also think Ole Miss is going to show out against our defense. Final score, your Alabama Crimson Tide at 57, Ole Miss Rebels 35. Okay, that'll do it for this year's third edition of Houndstooth Heroes. As always, we'll try to do better next week. Thanks to Bo and Elliott and all the good people at Druid City Brewing Company for keeping us in the tastiest of suds when we're in Tuscaloosa. You should do the same. Take us home, my man. Gregory, if the tide puts up 57 Saturday, I'm posting a nude to the TL. Just a warning. <laughs> right. Nude. Yep, that's right. Look forward to that. A nude. Love you. <laughs> you heard a nude. Love you, Gregory. Love you. Y'all be good. Roll tide. <laughs>